Good morning. Um, first of all, this shear is the Ilu Nishmas Sasha Bas Heschel. Sasha Bas Heschel. Um, the, and we'd also like to congratulate um, Nachman on his new home. Our chef. Um, okay. Let's, I want to discuss today the everyone everyone always uh, talks about in every area of life trying to go out of the box go out of the norm not do, doing uh, beyond what's expected so the I want to take some insight from the parsha this week where probably one of the most famous stories amongst the, the, even in the non-Jewish world of, of, in the Torah is the story of the Akedah. Some of us have the custom to say it every day. Where um, Avram was commanded by Hashem to take, Hashem asked him to take his son to the Torah mountain. No one was going to be around, just him and his son. And to kill his son, to offer his son as a sacrifice to God. Which is a crazy thing to ask for, but that's what Hashem asked him to do. And what we find very interesting is that th- this is not the first time God asked someone to do something in the Torah. God asked Avram multiple times to do things. God asked Yitzchak to do things. God asked Yaakov to do things. And forget about that, there's 613 commandments. God asked us multiple times to do many different things. Now, we find a pattern throughout all the times where Hashem asks us to do things, where God never um, uh, asked politely. He never said, please do this. Can you please do me a favor? Hashem just commanded, do this, do this, do that, do this, do that. It's a bunch of do's and don'ts. There's one time where we find where Hashem pleaded politely and asked for someone to do something. And it's right here. Hashem turned to Avram and said, the words in the Torah are, Kach no es bincha. Can you please take your son? You don't find Hashem saying please so often. Here Hashem says, please take your son. And which is very, it's, 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 uh, it stands out. And the commentaries explain, Rashi brings it, that what was Hashem, why did Hashem ask please? Hashem was actually pleading with Avram. Hashem was begging him. Hashem literally pleaded with Avram and begged him, can you please follow through, can you please do this for me? And we know that Avram was, um, there were 10 tests. We're told that Avram had 10 tests. And this was the last of the 10. And by this test, Hashem pleaded with Avram and said, can you please do it? Why did Hashem plead with him here? So Rashi brings, the, the, the commentaries explain, that Hashem told Avram that I'm worried that if you don't follow through with this test, it's going to go down in history and everyone's going to say that all the previous tests that you did wasn't really out of loyalty. It wasn't real. The words are, Ein mamish That there was no um, uh, substance to the first nine tests, to everything else that you did for me. <coughs> if you don't pass through this test, everyone's going to say that the, fir- the first nine didn't really count. You weren't, you weren't real. You weren't the real deal. Um, that's, that's how it's explained. Now obviously, you can all come up with the obvious question. Um, we know that the first nine tests weren't just simple things. I mean, the ones that stands out of them, we all know is the story of Nimrod. When Nimrod wanted to throw Avram into a fire, Avram to literally give his life up for his belief in God. And Avram did it. He jumped in the fire and he was saved. Miraculously. 
But it, it's not like the first nine tests were nothing. <laughs> if he doesn't offer to sacrifice his son, so it was worthless when he jumped in the fire, it, it doesn't make sense. It's almost like what... You're saying it was all leading up to this. But it was a big deal for Avram to give up, uh, to, to, to jump. I mean, jumping in the fire, when, to, when would we, we... We all don't know what we would do in such a situation. He's saying that was only the playoffs. We all, know, we all know what we would do in that yeah. situation. We all would not jump into a fire. <laughs> <laughs> that would sound like, yeah, we, we're thinking about that. So, the... Yeah, there's plenty of them giving up their life. So they're for different things. Yeah, so it happened multiple times in history. There's no voice of God. He never even spoke to God. The first time he spoke to God was after that. Okay, so what is um, so what exactly does it mean that everything depended on this last test? If Avram passes the test and takes his son up to sacrifice him, then we know that everything he did till now was was worthwhile and he was loyal. If Avram doesn't sacrifice his son, everything he did till now was means nothing. What exactly does that mean? So there's I want to give two answers to the question. One answer we'll discuss today. The other answer we'll discuss tomorrow. Okay. The answer. Let's discuss uh, one answer to the question. What? Sounds like second place. It's the first loser. It sounds like second, second place. place. He did all the steps. Oh, you didn't, you didn't he didn't make it. Leaving his family, leaving yeah, his home. Yeah. I mean, it sounds sounds right. It sounds nice. <laughs> so what is? So to answer the question, let's go to a pasuk, a fur, uh, a one answer to the question. Let's go to a further pasuk, another pasuk later in the Akedah. There's a pasuk later where it says that after the angel comes to Avram and tells him, don't touch your son. You know, you passed the test, you did it. You brought your son up, he's, he held up the knife, and as soon as he held up the knife, the angel called out and said, don't, don't, uh, don't do anything to your son, don't make any blemish, because they were scared Avram was going to try to get some blood to make as if he did something. Um, they don't do anything. And Avram, um, he continues, the angel continues telling Avram, why? Now I know that you are God-fearing. Now I know that you are God-fearing. And over here we can ask the same question. Now I know that you are God-fearing? Till now we didn't know? The past nine tests, the past hundred years of his life, he didn't stand out as being God-fearing? Now I know you're God-fearing. It sounds like there's something special here. What was unique here? Well, all of a sudden we know that Avram is God-fearing. And the answer to that is in the word fear, God-fearing. And here's, and now we're going to get into the, to the main part of today, today's topic. Avram, um, we know, was of the kind nature. You have some people that they see someone suffering, they see someone not doing well, and it, it hurts them, it bothers them to the point where they just can't ignore it. They can't see the person go through suffering without stopping to help them. You see someone, even on the street, that needs help. You can't just walk by, you need to go and help them. And some people, it's their nature. They, they can't help them. Even if it's, uh, for example, it could be wrong to help them. 
um, in this situation. Some people just can't help it. It's in their nature. They're naturally kind and nice people. Hopefully we all know some people like that. Um, and, but it's, it's, for some people, it's not something they have to think about and negotiate with themselves and calculate, if I do it, should I do it? It's just something that's it's instinctive. It's automatic. It's nature for them. Avram was of that type. It's even told, I think in the Medrash, that the Midas HaChesed, the, the energy of kindness, came to God and said that there's no need for me in the world right now with Avram here. Avram replaces me. Avram was the epitome of kindness. And we know he helped everyone, no matter who it was. Anyone passing by his tent, he invited them in. And uh, Avram and Light learned this from Avram. That's how Light put his life on the line when he was in, in Sidaim, when he invited the guests in, he couldn't help it. Um, so Avram was of this nature. Now, for someone that's of kind nature, it doesn't come natural to them to do something harsh, to do something, of, of, to behave in a, in a disciplined way, to behave in a strict way. It's, that's not natural for them. And Avram, right here, what was going on is that Avram, for him to, to have a love, a loving relationship with God, and to put everything on the line for that loving relationship he had with God, you can almost say came sort of naturally to him, because he was of that kind and loving type. Meaning, everything that he did till now, perhaps, was an expression of his love and loving nature. To come, to request from Avram to go and even consider harming and killing your son. Not in a way where he's promoting to the world God's, uh, his love for God. It was only him and his son. And you're going to go and do an act of harshness, of, of harm. To go and harm your son. That is something which is completely unnatural for Avram. That is not an expression of love at all. To go, into, to, to go in and consider killing your son. So if you think about it, we can understand it in, in such a way where everything that Avram behaved, conducted himself, everything that he did till now, even putting his life on the line for God, was all an expression of his love, his kindness, which was natural for him. But a person that does things naturally, to go and say that if I go demand from you to do something which is not natural for you, which you don't want to do, is uncomfortable for you, are you going to go and do that? Who says? If it's natural for you, comes comfortable to you, and you, you can't help it but do it, then of course you're going to do it. But as soon as it's not natural for you, what? This was the first test, this was the only test which was, which was an expression, not an expression of love. To go and kill your son is not at all an expression of love. So this was the first time Avram was almost literally put to the test. Where it's not natural for him. It was asking Avram, demanding from him to do something which is completely not of his nature. And this is why as soon as Avram did it, the angel turned to him and said, Now I know you are God-fearing. Till now we know you were God-loving. But loving doesn't mean much for you because that's your nature. Now I know that you are God-fearing. Now I know that you're doing something which is an expression of not love, but of harshness, of, being, of, being, of almost harming someone. Completely unnatural. And we get this from Avram being our ancestor, being the first person, the first Jew, the person to, to pave the path for us. We have this ability as a Jew um, getting from Avram, that sometimes it, um, a lot of what we do is routine. A lot of what we do is natural. We're brought up with it. And even someone that uh, started doing something new in their Jewish life, sometimes it becomes second nature. Where they become so used to it, that it's almost like I can't imagine myself living my life not doing it. And what we, what we learn here from Avram, Hashem pushed Avram, gave him the test, and he passed the test, 
and therefore giving us the ability to have that relationship with God, which is sometimes not natural for us. Sometimes not because we're used to it, and because it's a routine, and because it's something which is easy for us to do, because I wouldn't do otherwise, but pushing ourselves to do things sometimes for God, for our relationship with God, which is unnatural. And not only with God, with other people as well. Really doing do things which are... He was ready to. He was. He held up the knife. <laughs> Hashem stopped him. But he he was he practically didn't. <laughs> never ask him to. Right, that was the play on the word. So this is the answer to the question: Why do we say that if Avram? Why was Hashem pleading with Avram? Hashem pleaded with Avram: If you don't pass this test. Then I'm gonna. People are gonna say all the first ones. We didn't really mean much. Why? Because Hashem is telling Avram that if you don't pass this test, then it shows that everything you did till now was natural. It was it was comfortable for you. This test is gonna prove that everything you did till now was purely out of out of wanting to do what God wants, and not because it just came to you naturally and easy for you. Good question. You always have a good question, PJ. Always have something. <laughs> um.